All right, here we go. It is a brand new episode 62 of the Odd G's podcast, exclusively brought to you from the Not For Long Media Group. It's Jason Martinez, and there he is, H. Mays. What's going on, huh? Not a whole lot, man. I'll tell you. I know a lot of people were uh, digging episode 61 and laughing their asses off at us. Uh, but I don't know if we can, if I'm going to be able to follow that up with episode 62. There's not a whole lot going, grabbing me right now. As Pat Egan always says, Harry, go out, skate your shift, and earn your next one. You don't know if you're going to earn one after this one? I don't think so. I might be back in the room after my first shift. <laughs> you may be stapled to the bench next to the coach. Yeah. You keep looking at him, and he's not uh, looking at you to put you back in. You're right. Like, oh, he's not walking up behind me and tapping me on the shoulder. Yeah. You out there, huh? Give me a good 40 seconds. Right. Spill it. That's about all I got right now. 40 seconds. I, see, I was never a forward, so uh -huh. I didn't sit on the bench unless I was backing up, um, which in my case was very rare because back uh -huh. in my day, there just wasn't a ton of goalies. So a right. lot of the teams I played for, especially when I was really young, we only had one goalie, so I played every game. Uh, and then through high school, I played every game, whole thing. But I can't imagine what it would be like with you on a hockey bench. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> with the hockey lingo. Oh, yeah. I think I'd fit in. Oh, you'd be great. Yeah. You'd be the guy that could do two things. Mm -hmm. That could cut the tension mm -hmm. with a quippy line. Like a Jonesy. Yes. Yeah. But also be like some of the one-liners be like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. Or like you're talking to your line mate, like you're the you're the two C yeah. here. I'd be a defenseman or like a fourth line, like center Slug. or something. Yeah, <laughs> but like your winger, like you're like I'm going up the ice. You have got to get up the ice faster. Yeah, let's go. Give me an option. <laughs> that would be great. That would be fantastic. I gave you a perfect one timer and you blew it. Yeah. Jeez. I tee you up for a clapper. A clapper. <laughs> I watched that game last night, and I turned, I tuned away during the intermission between the third period and the overtime and went back to the NBA game. And by the time I flipped back, the game was over. I missed the goal. Yeah. They ended up with a power play because uh, McNabb, not Donovan McNabb. No. Took a high-sticking penalty, and mm -hmm. then, you know, then Dallas scores in overtime. The ageless wonder Joe Pavelski had, yeah. who was donut for this series, picks up the uh, the game winning goal. So Wisconsin native, I believe. Yes, and yeah. he he was drafted in one of the most famous drafts in NHL history. Really, the 2003 NHL draft. It is still there's still some guys kicking around like Pavelski, hmm. and when you hear some of the names in this first round, there. Oh three, oh three. Okay, Mark Andre Fleury went number one. Eric Stahl the went flower. number two. Yep. Um, Eric Stahl went number two to Carolina. He was in that series. Wow. Uh, you also had in that uh, Ryan Suter, still playing. Um, Dion Phaneuf was in that. Jeff Carter, still playing. Hmm. Uh, Brent Seabrook, of course, retired. Zach Chicago Parise, Blackhawks. Yep. Still yep. playing. But yet, Eric, Ryan Getzlaff in that first round. Parise Burns, was a devil, wasn't he, at first? Uh, who's that? Parise. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Zach Parise was drafted by New Jersey, then went to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, then Brent Burns, still kicking around for wow. Carolina. Yeah. I mean, Kessler's in that draft. Mike Richards is in that draft for the Flyers. Corey Perry. Man. Yeah, Talk, that's is, like a Hall of Fame, fame list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the amount of 
players that played over a thousand games in the draft is crazy. Like Louis Erickson played over a thousand games, was taken in the second round. Patrice Bergeron taken 45th, wow. almost 1300 games. He's just, he's just going to retire, I guess. Did he officially retire yet? He didn't officially. I think he's okay. going to. Yeah. I mean, Shea Weber in the second round of that. Wow. Draft. Yeah. It's, Remember it's when the Flyers were flirting with him? Yeah. They got yeah. the offer sheet. Yeah. Um, and what he got? He got over 100 million, didn't he? He, they offered him more money than the Nashville Predators were worth at the time. That's right. That's yep. right. I was doing a show with Baldy, and it was during the time when I was splitting the uh, the midday shift with Baldy in the morning and then Bruno in the afternoon. I was doing a show down at that at the uh, the racetrack in Chester, Harris. Yep. And that was the day that that went down, and I got uh, I got somebody on to talk about it, and the boss was not happy because ah. he didn't he didn't think I should be talking about hockey. Or Shea Weber? Yeah. <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Pavelski in that draft hire? Yeah. Taking the seventh round. Wow. 1,250 games, 449 goals, 552 assists, over uh, – he's got 1,001 points, taking Jeez. 205th overall. Man. That is incredible. There was guys taking it in the eighth round. I didn't even have an eighth round. Bufflin in the eighth round. Crazy. Wow. Crazy yeah. draft. Yeah, that, that Jason Robertson had himself a game last night. I like I like watching him play. Yeah, he was he was um not doing well prior to last night in the playoffs, yeah. but yeah, he had a huge night last night and had two goals. Well, nobody's been doing anything for them. I mean, they, no, they, they haven't scored much. They I mean, yeah. you know, that, I like that Wyatt Johnson kid too. Mm-hmm. He can move. Yeah. And then then that other series that Matthew Kachuk picks up another oh. GWG with four oh. seconds left. Unbelievable. Think about that trade and what that did for that franchise. Holy. I mean, they that, that was a ballsy move. Like GMs that have huge balls like that, mm-hmm. it always interests me because I want I wonder what the due diligence process was like to go through it. To trade Jonathan Huberdeau, who was a heart candidate the year prior when they were the president's trophy winning team. Right. They trade a good D. And they get Matthew Kachuk and sign him to that deal. And the dividends that this dude has paid yeah. are unbelievable. Well, they knew Kachuk wanted out of there. Yeah. And they weren't, they weren't teams. interested in re-signing Huberdeau at that age to a big contract, I think, because mm-hmm. he's like 30, right? He had one year left, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of just worked out, you know, yeah. really, for I, I guess, for both teams. I mean, because, you know, Calgary got probably as, as good of a deal as they could get for yeah. a guy who wasn't going to re-sign. Exactly. Right. And and that's the like Calgary. Everybody was looking at Brad Tree Living, the, the GM there and going, man, he, executive of the year. He, you know, he loses all those guys. He mm-hmm. loses Gaudreau. He ends up losing Kachuk and he turns around good. But they ended up missing the playoffs. They fire Brian or uh, Daryl Sutter. The GM, Brad Tree Living's gone. He resigned. Mm-hmm. So they're in a total shit storm. But look at Florida. I mean, they're in the cup final. Bob's playing excellent. Yeah. He wins a con Smythe and they win the cup. I mean, I think I think he may be a, a Hall of Famer. Wow. Yeah. Two former Flyer goalies on that squad. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Lyon as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. I'm, I'm rooting for Florida. I usually don't yeah. root for anybody, but I, I can't help but get caught up in what they're doing. It's been so much fun. They're a wagon. They are a wagon, as you right say. Now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they get in this. How about two eight seeds in conference final in both the yeah. NHL and the NBA? This is rare air. It really is, and you know, and, and I guess both in Florida, both in that Miami. Yeah, you know that 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 
Miami market, basically. Sunrise. Right. Now, I, I kind of saw the Celtics winning game four because of how they got embarrassed in game three. Yeah. And I figured that they'd have one good game in them. And then I figured that they could go back home and have a really good chance to push it to a game six. And that's what happened. But now now they, they started to get a little bit of momentum now and they shut yeah. down Jimmy Butler. They put Williams on him for a, a good bit in that game. That guy played 18 minutes, only 18 minutes and was a plus 10 and he wow. doesn't score. I mean, so he was a defensive stalwart on Jimmy Butler for a, for a good bit in that second half. And, uh, man, they, they shoot the ball the way they did last night. They're going to win game six. Yeah. And then, and then game seven, all the pressure yep. goes right to Miami. Yeah. I mean, this Derek White, he did nothing against the Sixers in that series. But him and Marcus Smart combined for 10 of 14 from beyond the arc last night. Jesus. 10 of 14. That's that's unbelievable. See, that'll just kill a team. Yeah, you ten of fourteen is just in, insane. Yeah, you'll 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 trade baskets if you're getting threes and they're getting twos. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So you think the Celtics come back and win that, huh? Um, I you know I'd I'd like to see Miami because I I think their coach is terrific, Spolster. and I think he's going to figure something out as a way to uh, to get Butler going again. Yeah, at home. And I think and Butler he, will figure and, out how to get yeah. Butler going again. Yeah, too. Butler will get his own ass going. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing you don't worry about with Jimmy. Like, yeah, he may be stymied for a couple of games, but right, he's going to find a way to just put the game totally on his back. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. to. So it, it, we were talking before the show, you know, there's really not much going on right now. Are we in the dead period already, Harry, waiting for the NBA trophy and the, and the cup to get handed out? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like, you know, that lull after the NFL draft. Yeah, you know that's totally worn off by now. You know, you had your your Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, and you know, all the all the stuff in the NFL is just kind of, you know, this is the one time a year where the NFL really has nothing going on. Yeah, like they have like OTAs weeks. or mini camps. Yeah, and that's you know, somebody's gonna but, is somebody's gonna skip OTAs, or that becomes the news. It's not actually what they do in the OTAs. Yeah. You know. Is Terry Williams going to show up, Harry, or is he going to be shopping for sconces? Sconces. Remember that? Sconsgate. Mike was outraged. <laughs> I know. Oh. And, he, <laughs> and the thing is, is he came on. I got I got Carrie Williams on when that oh, yeah? Eagles were none too pleased with me. Like wow. Usual. Well, yeah, they were never happy with you. Yeah, but he skipped, and I got him to come on. I, got, I obtained his number and texted him. He came on. He's like, and he told Mike, like, in my life, I'll do what I want. If I want to shop for sconces, and Mike was outraged. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. He was so angry. I'm like, it's an it's it was voluntary minicamp. Right. He said, I voluntarily didn't go. Right. <laughs> right. But the funny thing is, is I mean, what he was doing yeah. as opposed to going to minicamp, he's out shopping for I didn't even know what a sconce was. I had to look it up. You're not a sconceman? No. I had some nice, I had some nice black iron sconces in my uh, my place in Old City. Oh yeah, I, where do you shop for a sconce? Is that like I a, think I ordered it, Harry? Oh okay, is that like a restoration hardware type of item? Yeah, but they were look. I had a, a brick exposed brick wall in this big room when you walked in. Yeah, it had like fifteen foot ceilings. I had a big pool table in there, so I mounted some sconces. They were candle sconces. They're not lamps. I didn't oh. have them wired. And I wired them right into the brick. They looked fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That that room looked kind of like a like a medieval dungeon with a pool table. I had the <laughs> the ox blood felt. 
I didn't oh, yeah? go with the green. Yeah. Did you have a nice like a suit of armor in in the corner of the room? Like I did like- not, but cousin Ed, who lived next door, did. <laughs> he had like a he had like a, a helmet in there. Somehow I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I, were you in there one night, Harry? One of those no. late nights? <laughs> I don't think so. But I was late. in a place similar to that uh, down in the down in the city back in the day. Playing pool with Baba Booey. Yeah. <laughs> we had a real late night with Gary Delavate when he oh, came yeah. down one time. Yeah. He, he came in when I was working. This is when I was working at YS Faye. What was he like to hang out with? Oh, he was awesome. Was Gary's he? great. Yeah. I, when, when you and I worked together, I texted him a few times to get contacts and people's numbers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and he, he would get back to you right away. Fafafui. Yeah. Fafafui. Baba Bohai. Earl Bailey's numbers, as a matter of fact. Yeah, because I'm trying. I want to get Earl Bailey on. Yeah. I'm, I I listened to him on Sirius XM in the, in the deep tracks, and yeah. I just think he's got the greatest pipes and he was one of those great old uh, WMMR disc jockeys back when radio was really radio. Yeah. Uh, in the 80s. When it was an art. Yes. Yeah. It's totally ruined now. I, I feel I feel bad for the young people of today because they never experienced that. Yeah. Because it's all about getting to the next song quickly. Yeah. And... It's all garbage now. Yeah. The only guy that's the throwback is Pierre, who kind of does yeah. what he wants and he'll meander all over the map yeah in between songs and he gets away with it but most people won't get away with it because you know the data harry the mm-hmm. analytics of radio show that when on a music radio station the dj is talking they're flipping the channel yeah yeah right right like big boss nahagans would be click yeah get back to the eagles click play the hits yeah it's amazing <laughs> so yeah um yeah earl bailey he's one of those guys that's got that voice that you would never oh, expect he looks like he looks. Unbelievable voice. He might have the best voice that I've ever heard in radio. Yeah. He's got it's a big one. It's a good one. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of gone away too. What's that? Like the that the the big voice guy matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have many of these guys with the surreal, you know, the surreal pipes mm-hmm. that they used to have. Used to be all about that. It's kind of minimized my career a little bit, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> among among other things yeah yeah like most most guys with big voices are like me they're little guys right so when people meet you they go i thought you'd be bigger yeah <laughs> well you know speaking of jobs i mean who's gonna take Coatsy's job oh why don't, you, why, why don't you take that job yeah <laughs> that would be awesome for you i should just take that job harry and do it as Coatsy. That, that would be great. Absolutely spectacular. I mean, until the Flyers get up and going and get back to being a real franchise, that would be some entertainment to to tune into, to listen. I should just take that job and do it as a different person in each game. Like, could you imagine Cataldi doing a game? Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. Look at the forecheck there. That shift was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> that goal that he gave up is horrible. <laughs> ow, ow. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be yeah. great. Oh, oh hilarious. Goodness. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That would be so, dude, I would love that. That'd be fun. I'd be traveling with the boys. Yeah. You could go up to the, uh, you know, to Calgary in January, <laughs> you know, and you go to the peg. If I was doing that job, Harry and Calgary, like I would look at the schedule when it came out and I'd be circling certain dates on it. Oh yeah. Like, Winnipeg in February would be a date I'd be looking forward oh. to. Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh. Winnipeg, I'd be the only guy looking forward to it. Yeah, right? Winnipeg in February for you would be like, I don't know, me spending a week in the fall at Pinehurst. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just go into Winnipeg for a, a Wednesday night tilt. 
yeah, against exactly. the Jets. In and out. Yes. <laughs> I'd be pissed, Harry, that, that it would be just an in and out, like in the night before at 2 a.m., out the next night after the game. Right. Like, I need a day yeah. to spend in Winnipeg. <laughs> most See, people Winnipeg want that when they Nirvana. go to most people want that when they go to play the Vegas Golden Knights. But you want to go to Winnipeg and spend yeah. a couple extra nights. Yeah, get me out of Vegas. It's too hot. <laughs> yes. Then I, I, I'm heard not even gonna, I wouldn't even do the Arizona game. No. Well, that yeah. donkey arena. Yeah. The NHL shouldn't do the Arizona game anymore either. <laughs> I don't think the NHL is going to be doing it much longer. Yeah. Um, I, I understand that they're uh, they're already making sort of the the logistics stuff is going on out in Vegas for the for the F1 race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's I not for a couple that. months. Not till November, as a matter of fact. Right. But a big one this weekend uh, uh, in Monaco. This is like the isn't this like the the world's the Super Bowl of F1? This yeah, race? this is this is you know the the pinnacle of F one because this is kind of where you know it started mm-hmm. in the streets of Monaco. Yeah. Now, when it started in Monaco, Harry, the cars were a lot smaller than they are now. Okay. How the long cars, ago was that? Like, oh when did God. this start? I mean, I imagine the first Monaco Grand Prix was in the forties. The forties uh, around okay. there. Yeah. Wow. Look. Yeah. I mean, you got the. Uh, a lot of the drivers live in Monaco. The the current like, drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Max oh, really? Verstappen lives there. You know, Charles Leclerc, he lives there. Verstappen um, he, is the prohibitive favorite at plus 160. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's Think about destroying that. everybody. <laughs> um, let me but see. But this here. is the kind of race, though, you were saying that it's very hard to pass because of the tight, the tightness of the course and the so many turns. That, you know, like if a Verstappen somehow, you know, gets in the wrong spot, he might have trouble getting to the front, right? Yeah, this is a race where, you know, basically 1929 was the first. Oh, wow. Through, by the way, yeah. And a Williams Grover, William Grover Williams won the race in a Bugatti. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this race is all about Saturday. The race is on Sunday. The race is about Saturday. So for the Which the pole, getting to the pole, right? Yep. It's all yeah. about quality, Harris. They call it in uh, F1 parlance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like last year, you can be on the pole, but there was change. They call them in Formula One changeable conditions. Mm. When rain's coming and going, you got to go on to the wet weather tires, get off the slicks. And that's where Ferrari screwed up last year and it allowed Red Bull to win the race and um Sergio Perez, who is Verstappen's teammate. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, Verstappen's just destroying the field. And Leclerc's from there, crashed out at, in Quali in the one, and then it blew up his gearbox. So he couldn't even race the, this two years ago. Um, but he's a local Monagast kid. They call mm-hmm. the people of Monaco the Monagast. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, that's its own little country, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's like part of part France. of France, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of, isn't it kind of on the French Riviera? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got all the yeah. yachts out there and everything. It's, I'd love to go there, but it's insanely expensive. But yeah, yeah it's not the most entertaining race to watch. I will tell you that. Well, from because, a television perspective? Well, just too? from a racing standpoint, because it's neat because it's so tight and you see these cars, you know, in this situation through the streets of Monaco, up and down the hills and around the hairpin and under the tunnel, the whole thing. But mm-hmm. There's just not a lot of opportunity for wheel-to-wheel racing and, oh. and overtakes, and overtakes are fun. So I got gotcha. you. It's kind of predictive, if you will. 
What about this Alonzo guy? He's the second favorite, plus oh, 300. I love, yeah, I love Fernando. Now, he's having what a great year. What team is he with? He is racing with the Aston Martin team. He's okay. raced with Ferrari, won a couple of world championships with them mm. um, way back. He's been around forever. Race, I mean, he's raced against Schumacher, great race at Imola at Schumacher in 2004. So, yeah, he's fantastic, and he's still mm. great. So, Spanish driver, Fernando Alonso. But Monaco's the one, Harry, on the sim that I can't. I can't take it's just too oh hard. really yeah there's just what, what do you crash very early on the yeah sim? yeah you're trying to pass people when you're racing on the sim and it's impossible i get the wheel i got the wheel yeah and uh put you on the wheel yeah we'll get you on the wheel <laughs> and uh i end up crashing out in that one all the time so it's no fun hmm. now will you pay attention it's sunday morning at nine o'clock i know you'll be watching but what about the indy 500 because that's this weekend yeah, I'm interested in that too. I'm starting to get a little interested in IndyCar again. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, I watched the Indy 500 from I think four years ago the other night on YouTube. It was it was actually Danica Patrick's last race. She ended up, I think, uh, having some failure in her car. But um, yeah, I'll be interested in that because that's just that's different because that's you know an oval in a way. Yeah. I went and, through the the list of the drivers you know, on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. They're they're not as big as stars as they used to be. Oh my God, it's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, I remember back when I was a kid, like AJ Foyt, Johnny mm-hmm. Rutherford, uh, Gordon John Cock. Yep. Uh, you know, those guys were those guys were like household names back in yeah. the seventies for a kid like me. And Huge now I, I don't know any of them. like the favorite Alex. Is it Palau? Yeah, I don't even Palou? know. Palou. He's plus six hundred. Yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't I it amazing know. that a sport like that can just sort of disappear? Kind of like the, boxing. It's still, it's still here, but mm-hmm. it's it's out of everybody's like consciousness. You know, nobody yeah. pays attention to it. I mean, that was like the biggest thing Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a golf major. Yes, back in the day, you know, yeah. that's what it was. And you're right; it just lost so much of it, and they lost a lot of personality. I think to it. Yes. And, and you think about like, you know, we had the, the Preakness uh, last week and that came and went without any fanfare. I mean, yeah. the horse racing, the big three races used to be a really big deal, even just a few years ago. Like yeah. it, it came like, I don't I don't get that sense that it is right now anymore. Yeah. I mean, you hear because there's just not enough meat on the bone. You would think in a society of ADD, it'd be perfect because yeah. you have all this buildup for the Derby. Yeah. And it happens in what two minutes. Right. And it's over. That's the problem. <laughs> I know. Is it it's two minutes. I know. Like I need more. Give me, uh, give me, you know, a uh, five lapper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the wife is saying. I need more than two minutes. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't get it. <laughs> By the way, me and the old lady made a purchase yesterday. Oh yeah. That we're gonna uh close on a next week we're gonna have a new house now not a new house we still got the same house but uh uh and and off uh off the grid location oh you get it you did you get your own cabin yeah up in the uh i knew it yeah no lady's doing well um it's like up in the uh kind of lancaster area oh it's a it's actually about four miles from the maple grove raceway oh yeah well it's it's near morgantown Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little further than Morgantown, which is a beautiful area. Yeah. Um, great I got place people up there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And when we were driving there, there's this road and they have these two gates that go down on each side and said danger with the gates down. And it's not a railroad track. It's like railroad stopping things. And there's a guy standing there. And then when nothing's happening, because they were doing, I guess, testing for a big weekend this weekend at the Maple Grove Race. So we're sitting there waiting. And all of a sudden you hear this car go. And then coming down the road is a funny car with the parachute out. <laughs> what? Yeah. Out on the road? No, coming down like by the road. So if it overruns it, it goes across the road that we were on. Oh. But then the turnaround spots there, and a four wheeler hooks it up and drags it back. Okay, yeah, like Big Daddy Don Garlitz. Yes, yes, That's exactly what I said to the old lady. Yes, yeah. I went by his museum. You yeah, know, he's got a, he's got his own museum near Ocala, Florida. Yeah, like right off of Route three hundred one, I believe, or se- or se- I seventy five. I think it's I seventy five, and that's the way I go to drive to my mom's place. And you can see it off to the side. There's like a couple buildings, Big Daddy. Yep, Big Daddy Don Garlitz. He was a fucking legend. Yes. Yes. T from the 203 says the NHRA, and he goes, John Force. John Force is a funny car driver, not a top fuel. Oh, okay. So I never heard of him. He was like the star. His daughter races now, Allie Force. Allie Force? Not Allie LaForce, who does (laughs) – she works for one of the networks doing uh, the basketball games. Allie Force. Look, I'll look up John Force. But he was like a dumpy-looking dude, but he was the champion forever. Oh yeah, uh, wow. yeah I went up there now. to Ashley Maple Grove. Force. Who Ashley yeah. Force? I went up to yeah. the the John Harley Ford, David. Let me show you this picture. All right. Oh God, Siri, shut up! My Siri's clicking on here. I went to the Harley drags up at uh, Maple Grove probably yep. about twenty years ago. Yeah, they get the motorcycles in there. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we got that going on. So the old lady's going to be like working from up there on the hot spot all summer. Oh man, it's fucking wow. great. I'll be here. Me, me, and my son will be here hanging out. Wow. The whole thing. She'll be up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, how much fantastic. acreage do you get, or is it just a cabin? It's cab. There's like all kinds of stuff around it, and woods and hills and lakes and all kinds of shit. But will you own that too? Like, is it a couple no, no, acres? No, no, no. no, oh. no, no. Oh. But there's a lot of, you know, open land and stuff like that. So it's a cool spot. Gotcha. Yeah. So, nice. yeah. So the old lady, uh, you know, I, had to, I had to give her one. Get her oh, one yeah. of those, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah. Let's tell the people about Fudge Kitchen, Harry, while we figure out what the hell we're going to talk about next. Yeah, they're the official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the Aji's podcast. The original Fudge Kitchen is a staple down to Jersey Shore, and it's Jersey Shore time. It starts right now for the rest of the summer. they got six locations. you got to hit them up in Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, or Ocean City. They make all their fudge in the store, guaranteeing a delicious product. Stop by and let them know that N4L sent you. Uh, but if you're not able to visit in person, don't worry. They ship across the USA. It's a great gift item. Uh, be sure to check them out at fudgekitchens.com the original fudge kitchen shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country um what's going on uh what'd you think of the pga i thought it was awesome i love yeah, the whole one uh, uh, yeah well that that whole story uh with michael block was something like i did not nobody saw that coming i mean no. that guy's just trying to make the cut Right. Yeah. And trying to be, you know, the number one guy out of the 20 club pros that get invited to the thing by virtue of qualifying. That's all he's looking to do. Well, not only does that, he, he shoots par the first three days and he's in the mix 
and he's yeah. playing with Rory McIlroy on Sunday afternoon at the PGA, and he dunks it on the 15th hole. I mean, it's like, it's like a movie. Yeah, it really, it really was. Is. That week for for that guy was like a movie. And then he, and then I think he did thirty or forty interviews this past week, and he was on with Bob Menery oh, uh, on Bob his Menery. podcast, and he kind of went a little too far. Oh, he did. I don't, yeah, and he got a little carried away with himself, and the golf gods heard it because he was invited as a special uh, invitee to this week's tournament in Fort Worth, the Colonial, by virtue of what he did last week. And he shot 11 over par yesterday. He's oh, in dead over. last place yeah. in the tournament. So I think the golf gods heard him say something on the order of, you know, Menery asked him, like, what separates you from, like, these big guys on the tour? And he said, length off the tee. And he yeah. said, you know, if I could hit it like Rory McIlroy, if I had Rory's length off the tee, I'd be one of the best players in the world. So he minimized it to just the length. And I think, yeah. you know, it's, dude, it's a little more than that. These yeah, guys, it's <laughs> – Shot making is what it is. Yeah. In all yeah. situations right. under pressure. Right, right. Yeah. So I think the golf gods heard that. Yeah, that's that was but a great story nonetheless. I mean, that's yeah, it's really you love really that cool. When, for those majors, you get those things that like when Hale Irwin won the open. Well, he won it three times. Yeah, that, that one time when he's just going crazy. When he's running around high fiving everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The green. Yeah. yeah. I love I think he had like red pants on and he's wearing his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> He did not look like a former defensive back in college football. I can tell you that. Oh, is that right? I didn't know he that. He was about a defensive him. back at the University of Colorado. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't, and he looks like an accountant, you know, yeah. wearing plaid pants, you know, Sansa belts in the 70s and 80s. But um, Brooks Kepka is unbelievable. I mean, he is, I love watching that guy play golf. I mean, he, he doesn't let you in to his emotions. He's yeah. like he plays emotionless, and Stoic. I think it's a huge asset. Yeah, for for that sport, when you you can't get overly confident when you're stroking it well, and you can't fall apart. He never falls apart. No, no, That's he is so thing. mentally strong. Yeah, and you know, plus his game is unbelievable. But um, so that was that was really interesting. But a lot of people did not agree because apparently the ratings were terrible. Like they were the worst they've been in 15 years. Why is that, Harry? Does that I, have to do with live at all? I, I'm not sure. Maybe people just don't, you know, Brooks Kepka doesn't bring people to the to the table. I, I don't really get it because, you know, but, you know, I'm not I'm not the guy they're going for. I'm going to watch regardless. Yeah. yeah. You're me, not a fringe guy. I mean, you're you're locked in. Right. Is this a little bit of tiger effect, too? Um, it, You know, possibly. I mean. You know, Phil Mickelson, too, is, you know, was like an afterthought, you know. Well, he's he's become polarizing now. He was beloved, and now he's polarizing. He had some interesting things to say, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's he's constantly going off on, on people. Let me let me find this, where the the ratings. Uh... So I know Phil said that he was railing against the PGA and, and said some stuff is going to come out. Uh, well, yeah, he's he's also – there's also a book coming out on Billy Walters um, – that's going to say a lot of bad stuff about Phil Mickelson too. Uh, the final round viewership was down 14% from last year's PGA. And the final round drew the lowest viewership on CBS in 15 years. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. It is. 14% year to year is way too much. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 
So could we see could we see the PGA Tour, Harry, for the most part, going by way of the dodo bird like the Indy 500? No. <laughs> Not in your world. No. <laughs> the dodo bird. The, remember the dodo bird? <laughs> Not really. The, going away like the dodo bird. <laughs> it's like an old school thing like the, the baby boomer generation would say. Oh, okay. Yeah. That my dad would always say. Make sure you close the door on the ice box. Oh, the ice <laughs> box. The, fr- the freezer. Yeah. The ice box. <laughs> I'm like, it's well, not been an ice box, Dad, in a long time. <laughs> someone that did go away, uh, unfortunately, was Tina Turner. 83 years of age, Harry. 83. Yeah. Had a great run and sort oh, of had, had a real renaissance uh, in her career, you know, following the, the whole Ike uh, situation and I actually Turner. saw her live really? at, at the Man Music Center back in I want to wow. say 91 or 92. Ooh, she's at the height of her powers there. Yes, it was the pri- I think it was the private dancer period, yeah. which that was that record that really you know peaked for her with uh, What's Love Got to Do with It. No, that was actually 84. Yeah, What's that- Love Got to Do with This. So this was not private dancer, this was. Man, what, what what would this have been? Simply the was, best. Simply the best was 1991. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. She could absolutely like her watching her live performance. I went down a little Tina Turner rabbit hole the other day. I mean, she was an insane live performer. Oh yeah. Well, you remember Just, her performing with like Mick Jagger? Yeah. Wasn't it? Was it at Live Aid? Did, yeah, did they, she did, come on stage with him, or he come on stage with her? It was at Live Aid. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And she would, she was unbelievable. Just yeah, too great. Because that was there. Live Aid. What, what was that? Eighty five or eighty six? It was eighty five. Okay, because Private Dancer had just come out the year before, so mm-hmm. she was at the peak. Yeah, of her solo career. Yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, is unbelievable. She dies at eighty three years of age. Yeah, eighty. It was July thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. Was Live Aid? Okay. So wow. at course JFK Stadium and. uh Wembley Stadium, mm-hmm. and um, did you when see Bill the- Collins took the Concord and did both uh, yep. venues? Remember that yep. flew over. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The um, did you see the Foo Fighters named a new drummer, Harry? They did. I I don't know. I didn't. The name wasn't uh, Josh uh, What band was he in? He's played in a bunch of bands. He was in a band called the Vandals. He played in the Perfect Circle. I know he played a little bit when Travis Barker was out with Blink-182. He's one of those drummers. Mm-hmm. Drummers, drummers, you know? Okay. They did this video to uh, to announce him, and they had all these other big drummers coming in. Like, you know, Dave Grohl's always got these great skits that he does. Like Danny Carey from Tool came in and said, hey, I, I groomed your poodles. And uh, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers came in and, like, brought them take out and then they introduced josh freeze as the new drummer mm. so people were wondering wow look chad smith there is he going to be the new drummer of the foo fighters or is danny carry of tool going to be the new drummer of the foo fighter you're talking about some great drummers there like i think danny carry's the best drummer on the planet but um the guy so, from tool oh yeah he no, un- no. unreal i'll send you a video of that guy there's a drum cam video he does of them performing live a song called numa yeah, I'm and, not a big fan of that. Oh, you got to watch him drum, though, Harry. Yeah? The, the song changes time signatures like 12 times. It's like a like a Rush song. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's very much like progressive like that, mm-hmm. progressive rock. Like, and yes. he's unbelievable. They've talked about him actually filling in 
uh, for Neil Peart and playing oh, really? with Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson. Wow. He's yeah. so he's that good, huh? Oh, yeah. I'll send you the drum cam. It's sick. The Vic Firth drum cam. So, all right. We got anything else we want to get to here? I mean, there really ain't shit from going no. on. Oh, um, no. Um, any any movement on else. the job front, Harry? No, nothing. I met with a, a recruiter uh, this past week and went through some stuff. And, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, basically network it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I, I applied, I, I applied to live game. golf. I applied to live golf this morning. What to be a marshal? To be anything. Oh, like wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, communications de- department. I yeah. said I'd, I'd relocate tomorrow to West Palm beach. <laughs> With the old lady like that. Oh yeah. Well, she have to get a new job, Harry. Well, then we'd probably do, you know, tandem. You know, two okay. locations. Yeah. Wow. That'd yeah. Be, that's crazy. Um, I, I I mean, the perfect start date would be to you right after the PGA season ends and the golf season ends here. But if you're uh, down in West Palm, the golf season never, it never ends. ends. It never yeah, ends. See, you yeah. don't go to work and then move to West Palm where you can golf all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you go to West Palm, take another year. Go down, work a couple months higher, and then take a year-long sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sabbatical. <laughs> and just tell the Lima, say, look, I'm down here in West Palm. I got to get to know the golf courses. Right. So I right. got to delay the job for a little bit. Right. Yeah, that would so, go over really well. Yeah. So when you're yeah. leaving for work, I'll be getting ready to go to the course. And when you get home, I'll have just gotten home from the course with a couple of vodka and crayons in me. There you go. <laughs> So when you get home, you can still make my sandwich. Right. <laughs> After I've been sitting here all day. Right. Right. Yeah, that would I'll be really you, good. You got some network going down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's wrap it up there. We've certainly done enough work here as a Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Any plans for the holiday weekend, Harry? No, nothing special. I got to start watching the Phillies, I think. Why? I, have, I haven't been paying much attention to them. They're under 500. They're not playing very well, but I think I got to start watching a little, a little bit. I can I feel I feel you, out of you it. Don't have really? to start watching. I mean, in baseball they made the rules changes and I applaud them, but I'm still having a really hard time. Yeah. I'm having a tough time with it. <laughs> it just I, I don't they, maybe they waited too long for the rule changes for me. Mm. But um cuz I'm out. Mm. Like I'm just not interested yeah. in the game anymore. I know Trey Turner's catching a little flack here from some of the fan base. Yeah, he's going to be fine, though. I know. It, it Sometimes it takes a player a little time to adjust to being here. Mm-hmm. It's, this is not easy here. No, it's not. And I think people need to understand that. Like, give the guy a little latitude here. Baseball's a long season. Yeah, he signed for $300 million, so he didn't get out of the gate. How many guys have we seen get out of the gate great and then suck? Yeah. It, can it, happen. When you sign him to that contract, and if you applauded it, you're playing the long game with Trey Turner. Right. So I, I don't think it's easy. It's one thing I talked to Jonesy about when I had him on the podcast. Yeah. I said, the, the biggest asset you bring isn't the fact that you did all those national games and all that stuff. It's that you sat there in morning radio and you knew what the fan base expected, not just from a performance standpoint, but from a communicating our message standpoint. Hmm. And you're the, like, you're the president now, Jonesy. Right. So, you know, you know, don't come on there and say things are great when they're not great because the fan base will flip out. Right. I mean, he sat next to Angelo. How could he say that? You know, <laughs> what's what's their first move? We have the draft coming up. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, the first move, oddly enough, is subtraction. It's not addition. It's going to be Kevin Hayes. Mm. You know, it could be Proveroff, some other guys. But I, I, look, new front office and everything, I tell people, caution people, don't expect like some bomb of a move right out of the gate here. They're not ready for that. Right. It's not the time to grab, you know, a, a nice sports car and put it in the driveway of your dilapidated house. Yeah. What's that? Uh, is it Wyshynski? Yeah. yeah. What is his uh, puck daddy or something? I read. He was, yeah, on Yahoo. He was puck daddy. Right. He's on ESPN now, right? Yeah. I read his article, his column this past week, saying that he thinks that uh, a couple of other hockey GMs are going to be trying to duplicate the Kachuk trade and, and some will get desperate. I totally agree. Like yeah. Bill Zito was the guy who pulled that trade off of Florida. Mm-hmm. That's a ballsy move. Like, I think you could see a move like that coming out of Toronto. And they yeah, well, that's GM. what they were. That's the, the team that he mentioned yep. breaking up their core four. Yep. Look, I, I think there's a point like in these leagues now with 32 teams, you go, okay, I'm going to build this team through the draft and do it the right way, become a playoff team. And then I got, I'm going to have some, you know, some pain in the playoffs. And then I got to figure out what I need to win there. Mm-hmm. Because winning in the regular season in these sports is so different than winning in the postseason, no as evidenced by same with the Florida basketball and 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 the Miami Heat. Yeah, like yeah. you gotta have a guy. Yeah, I have several guys in hockey and some guys in the NBA where they're not daunted by that. Right, like Jimmy Butler doesn't care that it's an NBA playoff game, in the sense that it's going to affect him negatively. He looks forward to. Some guys cower in those situations, Harry. Yeah. So. No doubt. Yeah, Brian Cunningham uh, brings up Tina Turner. You better be good to me. That was a great song. And I didn't know that was from the Miami Vice soundtrack. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. She had some crazy hair. She but did. Well, it's a wig. Oh, it's a wig. Yeah, it had to be a wig. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, great legs, too. That's where I was going next. Yeah. Yeah. Great stems. Yep. <laughs> Just great legs on yeah. her. And she had she the thunder, that. the uh, Beyond Thunderdome, or whatever. But she had a song from that soundtrack too. From well, she was movie. in the movie. She, that's right. She was in it. Yeah, that's she was right. in the movie with uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, it was like the that was the uh, sequel to Mad Max, mm. and she was in that. She was crazy in that. It was good. She was actually good in that. Really? Yeah. Um, let me see what you're right. Though. We don't, great, we don't need another hero. We don't need another hero was the big song from Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. Yep. We don't need another hero. That Just like, like that. Just like that. <laughs> she was raspy too. Uh-huh. Like she didn't have a, a sexy voice in the, in a soft and sexy way, mm. but she had a raspy, sexy voice. Yes. Like she'd rough you up. <laughs> Well, she bit. got she got roughed up, unfortunately. Yeah, she did by Ike Turner. Unfortunately. Ike Turner was a creep. Yeah. So. yeah. So. All right, let's wrap it up there, Harry. That's episode sixty-two. Enjoy the uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. The barbecue and the whole thing. Oh, thing. <laughs> yeah. So I got to get up and check out your cabin. Yeah, you got to come up. It'll yeah. Have a blast. Go find a yeah. golf course around. I got family up there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You got a lot of connections up in that area. Absolutely. Where, I look, when you're driving up there, you see some of the Amish horses and buggies. Yeah. Which I love. So I'm a big fan. Matter of fact, I'm going to the Amish market here, the West Town Amish market momentarily. You are the old lady who's off today. You kind of have an Amishman's beard. I do. You know, if I just took off the mustache. Yeah, that'd be a good look, man. You put on one of those, put on one of those hats. Oh, yeah. Like Levi. Yep. The uh, (laughs) 
I had a guy come out the other day to look at some trees that we're looking to have worked on here in the, in the neighborhood. Um, when we have to take a big ash tree, we have to have taken out cause it's half dead. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can send you a list of everything we're looking to get done. I, I can, he's like, I don't have email. I have yeah. a phone. <laughs> yeah. How about that. I'm like, Oh, he's wow. not joking either. No. Yeah. I mean, he was full blown the whole, he had the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Whole get up and everything. I, they can I raise a barn in a day. Those guys. They work their bag off. Yes, they do. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, they but do. I wonder, like the army, like where does all the money go? I don't know. Are they like are they shared pool? Like they all kick in all the money, and they everybody lives at the same means with all the money because they make the like the greatest furniture in the world. Mm-hmm. I have tons of it in my house. Yeah, we go up there to Intercourse, Pennsylvania, at the uh, right. Kitchen Kettle Village, mm-hmm. and there's a furniture shop there. Up there in intercourse. Okay. It's great. How about Blue Ball? You ever been to Blue Ball? I've been to Blue Ball. That was, I, I was trying in hand. to get to intercourse, Harry. I couldn't get to intercourse. I ended up with Blue you Ball. You ended up with Blue Ball. In Blue Ball. Yeah. And then, and then you had Bird in Hand. Yes. I was trying to get to Paradise, for Christ's right, sake. Right. You ended up in Bird in Hand. <laughs> A bird in the hand is one in the bush, Harry. That's right. <laughs> All right, we got to go before we get ourselves in trouble. Um, Episode 62. Everybody have a great, safe, and uh, very enjoyable start to summer and Memorial Day weekend. We shall be back next week. Make sure you stop and enjoy when you're on the boardwalk. Some Fudge Kitchen. I think it's 8th Street and Ocean City and all over the Jersey Shore and many more. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell. And we'll talk to you next week on a brand-new episode of the Ah Gs Podcast. You're simply the best.